Welcome to the podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Clear Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. And today we're going to be discussing birth control for men and women. So we'll talk about hormonal birth control, natural methods, pull out, <laughs> condoms, all of that. Um, and I think a lot of the time, everyone, you know, when you think about birth control, it's just like for women. But we wanted to chat about the various options for men as well. Um, as I know, I don't know, I just find sometimes with men, like anything that, that challenges your masculinity or your fertility, yes. you know, it's just like, a no, 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 it's no, no. Happening. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's I think, yeah. <laughs> for a personal thing, I would probably rather take a birth control pill than let a woman. Because... <laughs> I've got less, you know, hormones to have to worry about, really. It was just, scheme just once. <laughs> you know, it was only, you know, for men, there's one primary one driver. Primary, yeah. Yeah, one, you know, so, you know, as long as, you know, what's it, you know, it depends how, do we know, how's the male birth control pill, because it hasn't ever been released, but what we talk about, like, you know, pushing up, I did hear we were going to push up testosterone, but also progesterone, and, and it's going to work that way. So you could actually get extra testosterone if that was the case. I, yeah. I mean, like, feed me up the that, but you can wait to get men to take it, that's for sure. Yeah. I think you're in the minority there, and I'm like, I don't know if women would trust men to be taking it. Well, that's the only thing. I, <laughs> you know, I trust myself yeah, more. Yeah, absolutely. Because, think... Only because I take enough... Yeah, I was going to say that. What? <laughs> Take it with the others. I'll be like, oh, yes. yeah. Bodybuilders you could trust. Yes. Like if I dated, if it's, it wasn't about you and I dated another bodybuilder, I'd be like, yeah, you, you. It's, it's just routine. We're used to it. It's like my creatine and my omegas. And it's like, oh, one more. You just take it next to the krill oil. Yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> one more pill to take and uh, it, yeah. it can help with test. Why not? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when you look at guys using steroids, they create their own birth control. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. What we do is because the test levels are so high, that you know, sperm motility disappears and drops yeah. off. Oh. Yeah. And actually what we found is if a lot of guys come off, so they can be a rebound, a lot of bodybuilders end up getting their partners pregnant when we suddenly rebound off gear. <laughs> Interesting. And then it's like a little window of rebound. And yeah. then yeah. it just stops. But yeah, so, yeah, if you told men that you get all this extra testosterone from taking a pill, oh, yeah. I reckon you would be able to sell male birth control. If you said that you take it, you could get jacked. Yeah, if especially yeah, men yeah. who understand what testosterone is, I think. Well, exactly. Guys who train and stuff, you yeah. said that, you could yeah. get jacked. And it would be all legal, given by a doctor, and you won't, you know... Yeah, and it's cheaper than. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you sell it. You don't sell it as male birth control. You sell it as yeah, exactly. Yeah, sell it's it as cheap, something else. Cheaper than gear. <laughs> and you say, and it may have a knock on effect of your fertility being done. And you go, okay, right, well, that's worth. So risk, risk worth taking. Yeah. yeah. And you, it No, I found it so interesting. I think it was like a year or two ago when there was that kind of sort of. When it all came out and everyone was was discussing it and it was just. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't know if I would, obviously I trust you, but yeah, if I was just, you know, casually dating, then I'm not sure I would, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. You know, if a man rocks up and it's kind of a, you know, a casual dating situation, situationships, that's what we like to just call it. Yeah. Um, I think that's the problem. You know, you're not going to trust them. Nope. No, you can't trust them. <laughs> no. You can't trust them in that situation. No chance. Uh, well, I mean... Yes. Yeah, I don't... Like, a young, young, young guy? No, no chance. 
Yeah. Young single guy. They tell you, they tell you he's definitely done it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm on it, don't worry. Like, hmm. And the next day it's like, oh, I remember it. I was on it but, two weeks ago. But how, yeah, but the thing you got to remember with that sort of situation, you know, birth control's birth control. It doesn't yeah. still prevent sexual transmitted diseases. Yeah, true, true. And, you know, that's why you're in different situations where birth control. Yeah, it's one part of your casual dating thing, but it's probably not, you know, it shouldn't even be your primary concern. Your primary concern should be protection from sexually transmitted diseases. And on top of that, as long as you're doing that, you're also protected from unwanted pregnancies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So I think let we can just talk about, um, like, the different types of birth control. We're not going to go too deep into them. Um, and I mean, this, you know, generally... Hormonal birth control applies <laughs> to women because of of you know of the pill, and there's you know there's various types. So you have hormonal birth control in the form of pill. You know you have a patch, injection, implants, IUDs, which are intra intrauterine devices. Those are kind of your your main options there, and they pretty much i mean they yeah they deliver synthetic hormones they are not bioidentical hormones to your estrogen and progesterone so they deliver well it depends on what you're getting if it's combined it's a synthetic estrogen and it's a synthetic progesterone usually in the form of progestin and these do not work the same way as your your natural hormones and essentially what they do is they shut down your natural hormone production so you no longer produce your you know as much estrogen or progesterone because you no longer ovulate so that that is the main issue with hormonal birth control and again it will depend on the type you take so if it's combined such as in the pill you won't be producing any of your own hormones sex hormones and you won't ovulate but if you take um it's called like the mini pill um it is a progestin only um and what it does and this is the same as intrauterine devices they just release progestin and it just causes thinning of the uterus so that you you know if if an egg does a fertilized egg does come along it's not going to implant um, so you can you can still ovulate on some of them, especially the IUDs. So of all, of all the options, those are generally the best because you can still ovulate, which is really good because that means you're still going to make your own progesterone. Um, and I think the the biggest thing here is it's so sad when you know your doctor, your GP, your OB says, oh yeah, you know go on birth control, it's going to cure everything, it's going to balance your hormones, but that that is not true because in in essence and, you're uh, not producing any of your own sex hormones. I mean, you can produce them. I'm saying peripherally, but you know, like in your adrenals, you know, in your fat cells, you can still produce some. But you know that that in itself can cause um, imbalances, especially estrogen dominance, because yeah, progesterone is. You know, you can only produce it when you you ovulate and when you know the the corpus luteum it turns into a gland and that's what releases your progesterone so in a nutshell that's what happens and progestin is actually closer to testosterone than it is to progesterone yeah. so you can get all sorts of side effects from that um so Crazy. i truly think like birth control for some people is you know it's amazing it's revolutionary but you need to be informed of what is going on. It can cause so many issues from, you know, weight gain, mood disorders, skin issues, gut issues. Um, you know, it depletes a lot of your nutrient supplies in the body. Um, so you need to understand what it's doing to your body before you make the choice of going on it. And again, it is not going to balance your hormones. It is not going to cure anything. At best, it is a band-aid. Yeah, I think the issue is obviously informed choice. Everyone, you know, best thing about birth control is it gave women 
a choice. The problem is, it's not necessarily been an informed choice because generally, and I know this from a fact, a lot of, you know, you know when I was even mm. in school, a lot of girls would go to the doctor with painful periods end up on birth control, yeah. stop their painful periods. Now, it wasn't ever explained to them side effects. It wasn't explained to them, like the true side effects, you know, bar what's written in every single label on every single pill. You know, and I think that's the, that's the issue is, you know, you, you know, yes, great to have a choice, but be aware of the choices you've got and the effects each one has. You know, because as we know, with various range of birth control options, there's always a, a quid pro quo. There's always going to be some sort of trade-off. And, you know, yeah, so, I mean, it's just know. so sad when I think young girls are put on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because your periods are going to be heavy and irregular when you're young anyway. It takes, it can take years for them to regulate, you know, and if you're, you're put on hormonal birth control straight away, your, your body is not, you know, getting your, your natural hormones, you know, which can lead to, you know, massive negative consequences down the line. And it's, you know, if you have issues like PCOS, you know, birth control is often prescribed. You know, girls who, you know, have acne, they're often told to go on that. And, yeah, it can help because it's suppressing your hormones. That's why it's helping. There's no there's no other way. So as soon as you come off of it, all those problems are going to come back and more. Yeah. So it's... But no one no one ever tells you that. And it's just... It's, it's, it's really sad because there are... And we'll talk about them. There are... Um, you know other options that you can that you can take and it, you know like Andy said it's been you know in, I think for some women it's you know it's absolutely great that works for them you know it, not having children is more important than you know other yeah. things and also if you have conditions like endometriosis or adenomyosis you know where you get really heavy painful periods then hormonal birth control can really help but it but like we said, it's going going into that with informed choice. And I know so many clients that I've worked with who've been on the pill just just have absolutely no idea. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm on it because it makes my skin nice. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> because it because it reduces testosterone, um, you know, which can acne. cause which can cause acne. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's. But again, they just don't know, you know, what else it's doing. And you know, as soon as you come off it. It's all going to come back, you know, and, and, and threefold. And, you know, even yeah. coming off the pill can cause things like PCOS. It is such a thing as post-pill PCOS. Um, you know, and, it, you know, if you've used it for years as contraception and now you want a baby and you come off it, it can take a long time, you know, for your, your cycle to regulate, you know, for your body to start producing, um, you know, its own hormones again. And, and it can create just such a such a vicious cycle. So, you know, you've you've been on hormonal birth control to stop getting pregnant. You come off it. Oh, your cycle doesn't come back. So now you're being put onto all sorts of sort of fertility medication. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy. So I, yeah, just, you know, there's, there is a lot of info out there on it. And, and, you know, some of the names of these, you know, hormonal birth control sounds so cute. They're called like Yasmin. And, you know, if you actually read what the, yeah. the synthetic hormones are in there, which are essentially steroids. Yeah. So if you're on hormonal birth control, you are on steroids. Um, you know, you, you would probably just, just, just think twice. And it's always just thinking of your, your long-term health there. Um, and just, you know, it can cause gut health issues. And just like I said, like it really does deplete certain nutrients in your body so you know i think i was on it from age 19 to 25 um again because like that was the thing you just you know you you know if you become sexually active you start it and uh you know it's easy generally girls women you know don't forget to take it because you, you know your consequences <laughs> will be more extreme um and i decided to come off except i mean even back then I mean, 25, that's, that's, you know, over, over 10 years ago, like 
it just been reading I'm like I don't want these synthetic hormones in my body and it and like when I came off it I got for the first time in my life like bad skin so you know it it can cause these things like my cycle did come back quite quickly but not everyone's does mm-hmm. um and it's yeah and I think so I think there you know there's a move for a lot of women who who sort of are coming off it now but it's it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy and the side effects are 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 extreme and you know just you know talking about it like you know just with most women they're like yeah that's what we did in our late teens you just went on it you didn't you know you usually started with the sort of basic one that everyone gets put on you know and if you gain some weight maybe you'd be put on a different one um and i mean generally i would say like the combined pill is like the most popular just because it's it's easy and i think yeah i've seen all sorts well yeah like over the years of dating and marriage and whatever. I've seen various things. Um, you know, my next girlfriend, she used to have re-injection, depot injection. Which That's was, the worst. <laughs> you know, that, well, yeah. For her, though, yeah. in her mind, it was the easiest because yeah. yeah. she'd have to remember things daily. Yeah, she'd yeah. just have one injection that lasted, I can't remember if it was like six months, a year, it, three it, months, whatever yeah. it was. It's like, it was a long time ago, like, I think it was probably six months. Nice. Yeah. Even the, you know. nice. And obviously... No, just thinking, just, no but it delivers a high dose... Well, that's the thing, options. it is high dosing. It's, yeah. it's high dose progestin that it that's... stops all... It stops your estrogen, it stops your progesterone, yeah. it has the highest risk of blood that's clotting you wish and they could weight find... gain and yeah. depression. You wish they could find things that work that you can just take once every, you know, not a daily... Cause if you well, don't... yeah, it's a thing like, yeah, obviously with some sort of genetic modeling, you know, you could have something where you just turn off the ovulation, but, but, you but know, then you wouldn't produce about... your but progesterone, yeah. so it's, well, that's the it's thing. such a it's hard one. There's a heavy trade-off, there's a knock-on effect. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, actually, that's why it's probably easier for male birth control, because you can just stop sperm motility. And you know, weird. or you just yeah, you know, you're just doing one thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually you what really, you know. Yeah, it's what I'm reading yeah. about here. With um, they were using like what bodybuilders use test test enanthate to reduce, you know, sperm. It's reversible, obviously, but yeah. it's crazy how which and, is great. Like, yeah, it's, it's reversible. <laughs> well, what I mean, like for men, it's, yeah. it's a bonus to male yeah. birth control. Is it? Because a lot of men could probably do with a little bit of testosterone. Yeah. All you're doing is, I guess, reducing natural test, increasing, you know, exogenous test and reducing sperm. Yeah, there is obviously still a trade-off. You know, you could talk about higher estradiol levels and, you know, and knock-on effect there. But but for side effects are more cosmetic. Yeah, because this says... Yeah, there's some mood stuff. There's some, obviously, mood swings. But we're talking about... You don't need a lot to affect. Yeah, he said, um, here it says the marks they used that showed re- uh, uh, like super reduction in sperm is just 200 mg weekly. Oh, that's so that's 100 twice. That's yeah, like, a, that's like a, <laughs> a, a super TRT dose. It is. It's just uh, a TRT like dose. Most bodybuilders TRT. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's, it's... I'm just yeah, it's all so you only a lot, and then you get yeah. that benefit, and then guys will be jacked everywhere. Yeah, be jacked, <laughs> and you know, you know, and that's the thing though. It's like we yeah, we talked about hormones before, like spinning plates. Yeah, you know, with men we got that one plate really, which yeah, then yeah, obviously make another effect on maybe yes, our progesterone itself, but to a smaller degree. Mm-hmm. Women's like this, lots of plates spinning, hormone plates. We've just got to keep them all balanced, otherwise they all fall down. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, yeah, so the best of them is the, the, the IUD, yeah. the train device, because you can still ovulate. Okay. Um, so, you know, most birth, hormonal birth control, you don't ovulate, yeah. but you still bleed. But the bleed is not a period. That's where women are like, but I no, still have my yeah. period. It is not a period. It's a withdrawal bleed. Um, and and they're, they're smart. The companies are smart. They've set it up like every, you know, you take your pack for 28 days and then you quote unquote have your period and then you start a new one. But it's not a real period and you've not ovulated. Whereas the like Mirena or Skylar that 
that um, the intrauterine devices is just that progestin. It's a very low dose, mm. just released in the uterus. Um, so you can still ovulate, but you don't bleed. So again, for women who have, you know, heavy periods, endometriosis, adenomyosis, it's you know, it can be a real lifesaver. And then the other one, the other IUD is the copper coil, and this is yeah. it's not hormonal. Sure. So what it does is that that the copper ions do do impair. The sperm mobility, mm. motility, <laughs> and um, <laughs> they—you know—it's just something. It's a foreign object in your uterus. So you know, if if a fertilized egg comes along, it generally, yeah, it won't implant. But the the downside of that is you often have very heavy, painful periods for a while, um, mm, and yeah. the insertion of it can be a bit nasty. Yeah, and then if you decide you want children you have it removed and that's it can take it takes time again yeah i know because a few of my friends had it and it's like you know you have to book an appointment and it you know it can take a while but the good thing is your cycle does come back quicker after after that so yeah because it it doesn't stop the cycle yeah you're still something in Mm -hmm. your you know uterus yeah so that's that's an option but it's probably the best it's probably the best out i would say best because it's non-hormonal yeah best in that sense but obviously Mm -hmm. as you said painful periods for some people yeah you get their lives massively um, yeah so you know and then i mean <laughs> i mean what what i used when i stopped taking hormonal birth control is it's it's called the fertility awareness method or, or fam um and that's what i always bang on about on my instagram you know is where you track you track certain physical signs so you track yeah. your basal body temperature. So that's your temperature first thing in the morning. You track your cervical mucus and you can also track the position of your cervix. And that's all to identify what we call your fertile window. And then during that window, that's where you either abstain from sex or you wear, you know, you use a barrier method like a condom. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you practice that correctly, it is just as effective as taking hormonal birth control, um, and it, it and it, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, I, I dated someone who, who, who did similar. Like, you know, although she she did it initially, like obviously you do temperatures and things like this. But then she had like a diary, and because she was regular, she would go okay. Like she had a tracking app, so mm. she stopped taking her temperature. And I was like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Not sure. Not, not sure. Too accurate now. Yeah, you got me. You got me sure. Yeah. No, no, it's it's so true, Andy. Because like I think so many women use apps these days, and yeah. they're like, oh, my app says I'm ovulating. Your app cannot tell you if you have ovulated. It <laughs> it will base it on an algorithm. Yeah, but yeah. Unless you're taking your your basal body temperature, you you, you cannot know. So do do okay, not. The initial <laughs> app on hers was yeah. You know, she she would put in for so long yeah and create a, a pattern for her but still things change you know? oh yeah oh yeah things <laughs> change and stress and things can change things I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah no no big big time and it's you you i think yeah you have to be very careful with that and but again it's interesting so the fertile window is generally you know five to six days you know five days because that's how long sperm can survive um and then the the egg itself will only survive for 24 hours. So if you're tracking your basal body temperature, so it's you just have a thermometer on your nightstand. As soon as you wake up, before you get out of bed, you take your temperature. And because when you ovulate, progesterone is a thermogenic hormone, your basal body temperature is going to increase. So you generally see... Um, an increase of you know often up to like 0.5 degrees celsius and that is a you know you can get way more complicated with this because sometimes you know some women it will go up then it will go down so there are certain rules that will confirm if you have ovulated but generally the second half of your cycle your temperatures are going to be higher um so when you've seen that temperature rise you know that you've ovulated the day before and then you do that with your cervical mucus because when your estrogen is rising in the first half of the cycle, just before you ovulate, it causes your cervical mucus to be like egg whites. Um, and so that's before you ovulate. So, you know, using that and then the temperature, you can tell 
what day you have ovulated. Um, I, I've never used cervix position, some women do, um, but the, the cervical mucus and the temperature are, are really, really good. And there's, you know, there's some fantastic apps that you can use, um, you know, to, to track that. But again, like, it's not just the app, you actually have to take your temperature. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, you learn a lot about your body in the process, because, you know... It sounds like a... It's like you're doing a master's degree on yourself. It's, it's, it's really not, though. Once you... Once yeah, I guess you, once you're in routine and yeah, yeah, you, you just, understand what's Because happening. it's just taking your temperature and plotting it. And, like, if you, you're using an app, it makes it super easy for you. Yeah, I remember when Cleo was doing it and I'd be like, man, she's, she's dedicated. It's like temperature. This is. Well, you, you, do, you do have to be dedicated because, yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you're not, yeah. you commit to it. Yeah, you have to commit. But again, like I always try and get my clients to do a basic version of that because so many women just have no idea. They're like, mm. they just assume because they have a period that they ovulate. But true, that's true, not true. true. You can still have a period and not ovulate. You know, so, and the main event of your menstrual cycle is ovulation. So we want to know if you ovulate, because if you're not, that's when you can have issues. So it's super useful if you want to not get pregnant, but when you want to get pregnant, you mm. know, you know, you know your fertile window there. Um, and, you know, the rest of the time is sort of your, your, your safe zone. And I mean, it, I just think how amazing would that be to teach okay. to, to young girls? Because before you were like, oh, I, you know, I can get pregnant any day of my cycle. And it's like, actually, it's for so many women, it's really hard to get pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you just assume, you know, you come off birth control or you just, you know, start having unprotected sex, you're going to get pregnant. And it's like, no, no. Yeah, which is funny because here's the thing. You know, the people who get accidentally pregnant are the ones never trying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so the ones that people who try, you know, it becomes, you know, it, it, you know, I imagine stress so as well. But um, I think the only issue there is, whilst very true, I think it's easier in the, in the world, education world, to say, you can get pregnant at any point. Yeah. Don't miss it. As a fa- as a father of a girl, yeah, uh, yeah. that message is like safety over everything else. This, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just just chastity. Yeah, every every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess yeah, it's it's it'd be different how you'd educate uh, girls and boys because I remember in high school learning it in biology but it really was like a tiny page in a book oh you learned mens- in biology I, yeah see it, i read even you know whilst yeah. older than you in the uk i had yeah. sex education lessons oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like specifically sit in watch some videos talk yeah, teach I, talks you I, watch a baby getting born yeah they Put we, a condom yeah. on a banana. I think we, the school, <laughs> the school had that, but here the government was kind of, you know, I, I guess oh, they, they just don't know how to train or they don't really have yeah. people trained. Well, obviously there are people trained, but it's, I don't know if I can still call it like a taboo topic, it but is, it's yeah. very... I think, I think it, it, like, to be fair, even with clients and stuff yeah, yeah. like male you know everyone yeah. you know in, in the kenyan thing is it's still quite you know people are still quite shy about talking about yeah you have to and sex yeah and you yeah. see cervical mucus you have to approach it yeah, from so, so far and, and like and men fuck. are happy to do it men mm. love it you know in kenya there's guys with multiple girlfriends and multiple kids everywhere yeah but we don't want to talk about actually True. you know the actual yeah. mechanics and how to stop you know touch with children yeah true 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 yeah so i mean yeah the first, i think the fertility of people should practice women should practice it anyway just to get an idea of like what their their body is doing mm. um and you know even like male coaches it's great to understand that yeah um because again like some of it is basic but you know you i'll tell women that and they're like oh my gosh i had no idea you know i just assumed that i ovulated and you know i have a you know it's always on day 14 because that's what you know everyone says and that's just you know it can change cycle to cycle and i mean you know if you start this it takes a few cycles to get accurate data because you know you're a lot of things can affect your body temperature in the morning but generally you need like three hours of uninterrupted 
sleep. So, you know, even for postpartum women, it can be really useful to, to catch, you know, your first ovulation. Um, and and I've again, heard a few yeah. things on ovulation. Yeah, I know Kat said this to me before. She thinks she can feel when it's happening. Oh, you, some women can, yeah. yeah you get cramps. Exactly, and she thinks, yeah. and that's, that's cool. Yeah. I think from a man's point of view, I can usually tell when a woman's ovulating. In like <laughs> Let's hear this, Andy. They're more, no, they're more likely to want to have sex. Well, that's true. That's true. Cause and t- because sorry. it's a biological thing. It's just like, yeah. that's a trap. That's yeah. a trap. <laughs> you be careful. You be careful, man. It's, it's a trap. It's true because... <laughs> yeah, your hormones are saying I'm fertile. Yeah, testosterone <laughs> spikes. Your testosterone yeah. spikes mm. and that helps to release the egg. And of course, you know, all that circu- cervical mucus, the fertile mucus is... It, you know, it's, it's natural lubrication. There was a really funny thing yeah. on Instagram where I should send it to you. They're like, the men was like, so excited, I got you wet. And she's like, it's just my cervical mucus, my fertile <laughs> mucus. This was like so crap. funny. Yeah. Um, but that's that's his job. It's lubrication. It's helping the sperm yeah. to get to the yeah. egg. Make everything, it's trying to make everything yeah. good. So yeah. most women are, there. you know, they are more horny during uh, that, that time. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, what Clea just mentioned. Um, in terms of coaching, like even men coaches should know about this. And it's always, it's, it's kind of weird as a man, because I, I, you know, Clea tells me all about it. And then I read about it and then it's like, okay, because Clea has said it in a way I can understand and tell it to clients. But does that look like female clients will give you like, how the, like either how the hell do you know about this? Or, you know, like how, how, how do you know more about me? Like it's... And I'm like, I, I learned because Clear does all the checks because it's like, how do you know about temperature and stuff? You you don't go through this. So it's it's one of those things I think even male coaches should understand. And then that way it's, yeah, just, easier to, think, it's just easier to I, talk to. Hmm. Yeah. I think when you're talking to female clients, it's just a case of being sort of sensitive to yeah. Yeah. needs. And a lot are still, you know, in various and professional yeah you've yeah. got to be careful about you know how you work but you know i always start talking off you know talk about periods menstrual cycle mm. in general terms and and then you know we discuss other stuff there once they're happy to discuss menstrual cycle as a whole if you like when they're, you know you know when their period that is actually there it's easy then to start discussing mm. other things everything about, else you know, yeah so you know i think yeah, and some women don't want to tell you, you know, plenty, you know, you just know, you know, from their, you know, the feedback you get. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I always say, I, I get, you know, my, you know, feedback, they go, oh, you, you know, oh, yeah, your weight spiked, you know, you're holding water, blah, blah, blah. It sounds like, you know, probably on your period or, or about to start. You know, so be a bit kinder to yourself. Don't worry so much unless, you know, just move on from that. Once, uh, you know, once clients are willing to talk to you about, you know, one thing it's easier to approach other subjects, I always find. But it's a case of, you know, everyone's different, everyone's sensitive, you know. Yeah. You know, it's like trying to get a sensible answer out of men. Yeah. yeah stop about, you know, anything to do with sex. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's, 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 I find like with coaching, it's, it's so integral to everything. Like, you yeah. know, for men, like, what is your libido like? That's a massive clue to, you know, they hate your... they're always... It's all like, great. If you ask a man, that's the problem. They're, honestly, it's always, they won't give you a straight answer. It's always good. It's always good. Oh, it's always good. I'm a good or really like crazy high. Yeah. I don't get honestly oh, low. You know, I get like where everything else is pointing towards low testosterone. Yeah. I go, well, what's your libido like? Oh, no, no problem there. Yeah. End of that's story. Yeah, that's you're like next question. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you move on. It's like, and yeah, that's the problem, man. They won't give you like with a woman, female client, they'd like to tell you the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like male clients will lie about libido. Yeah. Say ninety percent of the time. Male coach, it's guaranteed. So Unless you've done really well yeah. or you've been coaching for a while. Like I have had clients where I've coached them for a while and might say, Oh yeah, no, I'm sort of you know, down in that sort of sense of the you know. But most men also I've clients, I've, you know, skip past it. Yeah, I've found blood work also helps. Because yeah. there's, there's a way, if you have the data and you're like, okay, you know, uh, 
You don't even see a touch of me, though. If you get blood work done, then it shows loads of testosterone. Yeah, and you're like, yo, how's your... It's fine, but you go, okay, you don't even talk about it. You go, your test levels and like that of an eight-year-old girl. And yeah, I've found that it's always a nice, what do you call it, like icebreaker when it comes to talking to men about, you know, test, libido, and sex drive. When you have that data, there's like, okay, I can't lie, so just... I just have to answer and listen to this guy. So I was talking to a guy um, the other day, and actually was quite quite refreshing. I talk, was talking about you know just crying about stuff. Yeah, like really stupid stuff. He goes, "I'll see something." I just you know start crying. Aww. And I go, "I found like your estrogen's quite high." Yeah, <laughs> we were talking general because we talk about testosterone levels. Yeah, I said like, "Yeah, that makes me think." Yeah, you you might yeah you need to check your estradiol out because you, know, mm. you know needless needless you know crying is often linked to. Yeah, because his test didn't necessarily look high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, low, I mean. Low. His, his test, you know. But I think his estrogen was rebounding. Okay. Yeah, you know, due to a few things he was doing. But, you know, I mean, just general conversation. He wasn't tired <laughs> or anything. He was just yeah. kind of chatting to him. That's right. Um, he was asking me some advice. But, yeah. But um, that's the thing. Like, you know, that was quite nice to have, you know, quite an honest conversation about things. It's, it's important. Go, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's really the... important. I mean, it's even because I mean, for women, it's important too. And that's, I think, quite a weird question when you ask, you know, I've asked clients like women, like, how is your libido? And they're like, oh, uh, hmm. and then think about it. It's yeah. just, it's, it's just, I know it's different to men's, but still, yeah. you know, you, sh- you should, you know, when that test is spiking, that's, you know, if it's not, then, you know, you, you could have issues there with low test. And, but I was just, I was just thinking for myself, like, I don't have many male clients. I've had some, and I must say, like, for me, that would be quite hard to broach with them. So I can totally understand how for men, it's hard for you to talk, you know, with some women about, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of intimate data, but, mm-hmm. you know, as coaches, it's, it, you need to know because it can help. I, so I kind of throw, like, if I was to ask about someone's libido, I'd throw it with a woman, I'd throw it in as almost a throwaway comment in amongst talk about other stuff. How's your mood? How are you feeling? Yeah. 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 How's your relationships? How's your sex you know, life? How's your libido? You know, well, no, yeah, we're actually, Yeah, like you know, a yeah, list no, no, of... Your libido, and you go for a lot of stuff. So we're not yeah. asking specifically about that, so I don't feel embarrassed. It's, it's and, a yeah. group. You group it up, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really smart. Then it's mm. like, oh... Oh yeah, and then you know, and then they think about it, and it's, yeah. you know, it's all of these are like you know vital signs for your overall health, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and you know if <clears throat> if it, if it is missing, you know, there's there's something, you know, there's something it's going on there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's yeah, you know, tracking all your signs is is really important, and I mean, on hormonal birth control. For women, that can really tank your libido because, again, you're not going to be producing testosterone. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of women do do find that. And, and, and then you got to think of, like, you know, in that, you know, other medication, like, you know, if you're on, you know, medication for depression or, uh, you know, serotonin uptake inhibitors and things, they can also affect your, your sex drive. So... Which can then mask other mm. symptoms of everything else because you blame that. Mm-hmm. But actually, it's probably a combination of both keeping you know, your testosterone levels. You, know, you don't realize birth control is actually doing something on that side because you're taking on medication. Again. So, yeah, it's a case of having to look at everything, not just you know, to understand, say, because it's easier to blame and, you know, and I've got coached women who've been on, you know, uh, medication, serotonin, uptake inhibitors, and birth control. Mm. Birth control. Wow, that's yeah. a cocktail. And, well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, that's quite a normal cocktail Jeez. for a lot of women. Yeah. You know, because we're not going to affect them, you know, being at a young control. age on yeah. birth control. Yeah. could be feeling, you know, like you're depressed, yeah. you know, being depressed. So therefore, you know, the doctor gives you more medication. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so, but for depression medication gets blamed for everything, like their mood and everything else, because it, you know, it does have knock-on effects. But you know, it stops from feeling low. Maybe you're like, well, you know, maybe we should also look at, you know, hormone birth control as well. Yeah, it's, it's crazy here. I just read, uh, I'm just, as we 
podcast. I'm just reading research, and it drives me mad. <laughs> it's crazy. It's he has saying... so many screens open. It's it's so distracting. <laughs> no, it's, no, but it's good info. It's like they noticed in Chinese, like Asian population, the hormonal birth control worked for men with testosterone, but in Caucasian men, two thirds of them, it didn't work on testosterone, and they needed to add progestin. So. That's where the research has reached when it comes to male contraceptives. Where is it dependent on ethnicity? I think men, you just need to put even more testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> just boring. That is crazy. I'll probably too, link it to the podcast shy. if anyone. Maybe three hundred milligrams. Three hundred milligrams of <laughs> testy. <laughs> it's like that's uh, that's that's no longer TRT or birth control. Uh, everyone. <laughs> Everyone's walking around like a bodybuilder. Uh, <laughs> everyone's in a good mood. <laughs> but it's, it, it is the mood thing is really interesting, Andy. Like, like you say, like I think women go on it and then don't realize the effect it does have on anxiety yeah. and mood, and then it's just such a vicious circle because then you're mm. put on, you know, meds for that. And I have had clients on that, mm. and and I and I asked her, I was like, you, you do know that the, the hormonal birth control you are on is known for these side effects. Yeah. And it's just one of those things again that you're not told about. And that's the thing, as well, hormonal imbalances, full stop, can lead to yeah, same sim- you know, mm. depressive symptoms yeah. and anxiety and everything else. So yeah. sometimes, you know, and this is the problem with Western medicine, full stop. It is papering over a lot of cracks. Mm. Where yeah, you know, when you're looking holistically, we need to probably find root causes of things rather than papering over but then you know it's and i always say this to people you know don't just come on medication yes and yeah. think it's all things it's like you know even when you've worked out that you've got hormonal imbalances or birth control you want to come off yeah come off birth control but don't start coming off other like yeah if you're on totally not taking evidence don't just suddenly come off them because a rebound suddenly coming off that can be quite bad mm. and and you know, lots of other medication where people say, oh, I'm just going to come off it. And, go, mm. and you know, yeah. and you know, being a policeman, I've seen a lot of people just suddenly come off, you know, mental health meds mm. without thinking it through, go, oh, I'm just going to you know, stop, yeah. go, start going to the gym and training and eating well. And I'll be all right. I can just come off everything. Well, you're on antipsychotic drugs. I'm not yeah. sure. It's quite the same. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> It's, but that's the thing, yeah. You know. That's that's such a good point, and you know, even if you so you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I think I want to come off hormonal birth control. Uh, you know, obviously it's not the same as coming off like an antipsychotic drug or something. No. But what I would, you know, what we'd recommend is, well, first of all, do your blood work before you come off it, because you know, if you don't believe us, <laughs> you will see your sex hormones tanked, like tanked um and you'll see you can see a lot of spot a lot of nutrient deficiencies so get your blood work done pre Mm. and there's a lot you can do before you go off it like starting to you know you might have to go on quite a few supplements you know really look at your nutrition because that like i said before it really depletes a lot of nutrients um and then you know start thinking like a month or two before you come off it to start supporting your body with that then come off it um you know and get your blood work done again you know that would be really useful and yeah you you just you're on quite a lot of sort of supplemental support until your cycle comes back and you know again it can be you can have your period but it's not an ovulatory cycle you know so some women are like oh well it's back everything's normal but you know in fact you're not ovulating which is you know the whole point so it's it's a process like and if you want to come off it, like everyone is so different. Some women will come back quickly. Others, it can take years. And and if you are looking to start a family, you know, think about that earlier on. If yeah. you are on hormonal birth control, like it could take you a while. And, you know, you want, you know, before you get pregnant, you want all your nutrient stores to be in optimal condition. So th- there's a lot to think about. And yeah, I mean... That's the thing. Start doing the groundwork before you come off. Um, you know, because yeah, you want to start. You know, you want as easy a transition. You don't want any major rebounds or suddenly voids. You say come off that as voids. Everything's you know, quote unquote. I think you're right about people who want to get. 
amount of people I know who's like, oh, you're pregnant, I'm just going to come off birth control. Not quite sure what works like that, you know. Um, and whilst, you know, we mean care about this conversation over time because she, you know, she used to be on an implant. Mm. Um, and then, you know, she came off that. And, you know, in the sense of for, for health, but we've always said, you know, and sort of discuss and you know she sort of, sort of thought about going you know trying different things I'm like well like for me I'm just you know I'm happy enough to wear a condom or you know whatever you know for me it doesn't bother me so much but the reality you know the reality is that's probably the safest way if you're looking if you want to have children in your relationship at a future date mm. you know because anything that has any sort of hormonal change may make it harder yeah and trust me you know a pull-out method will just see you having kids sooner than you that's a trick uh... yeah any man who's been there it gets harder and harder to actually you leave it later and later yeah and you're like yeah, yeah. Hang on. i'm gonna try, try to time this perfectly oh no it's all good. Okay. that's the thing that's the reality it's you know it's you know Especially, and we said this, especially when women are ovulating, you know, cervical mucus is there, it's going to trick you. It's going to make you feel like everything's great. Everything's great. (laughs) Everything's feeling good. Yeah, you don't want to, you know. Well, that well actually, everyone's happy and excited. So, yeah. yeah. That's one method we haven't, we haven't talked about is a vasectomy. Well, yeah, and, you know, and I had an uncle who had a vasectomy. I remember overhearing this conversation when I was quite young. I was probably like 10, 11. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, my uncle. He had a vasectomy a few years before. Then he met her uh, and got married. And they tried to, you know, we went to have a reversal. Mm. We couldn't have kids after that for various re- reasons. But I know plenty of men who've had vasectomies and had them reversed and gone on to have kids. Yeah. I think. I've got, and I know loads of guys who've had vasectomies, who've reached a certain age, had kids, married, then get a vasectomy. And none of them have ever regretted it. I don't, you know, because they've already reached a certain age. And here's the thing, men. If you have a vasectomy, it doesn't affect your hormones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're just tying up some tubes, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not going to have any impact on your production of hormones. Yeah. Doesn't make you any less of a man. It's actually the easiest once, you know, if I decide to never have any more kids again, mm-hmm. I will definitely look to have a vasectomy because I think it's the most straightforward and easiest method for long term. Yeah, nothing changes. Job. Just yeah. sperm. It's, it's just the sperm. That's, yes. Because I remember uh, I was listening to. He's like a, I don't know if it's a DJ or someone. He was talking about it on uh, social media. And he was just saying, because men think, you know, ejaculation changes, libido changes and all that. And he's like, everything stays the same. It's just... uh, They don't realize. Here's the thing. It's like, men don't understand. Most men don't understand what ejaculation actually is and where the different parts come in yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah if you were to explain it as a motor engine they would understand yeah. they know where fuel comes from and where the air intake is yeah. and everything else in the combustion engine you ask them about no, you know, and i this is the podcast actually it was it was out before Adabi had one yeah and they had paul on there we we're talking we realized that yeah we, we had to google it like because we thought it was in, you know, it came from the testicles. From the, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it doesn't, but, you know, that's where you store, like, you know, your, your sperm and semen and stuff. And but it's actually produced in, you know, in your prostate. Yeah. Your, uh, a bit next to your prostate. You the vast yeah. difference. The vast difference thing. is what yeah. they yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's the so, problem, because men think it's one big pipe you just cut men think it's essentially castration yeah, yeah. yes yeah and that's a problem with them it's yeah. not castration you're not losing your balls on this yeah. it's literally just tying off like a fuel additive pipe it's like if you had a nos booster for your car it's turning off that yeah. that yeah. bit but the main fuel's going through yeah 
I, I love that. And it's, it's, it, I think it's like you said, it's so important to understand that. And it's not, yeah, yeah it's not really changing, you know, much there for you. Nothing, yeah, nothing changes only, and it can yeah. be undone. Which yeah. is, it's which not is really guaranteed. Yeah. It's not guaranteed, but, but it can, you can be. But there's also, so much better. there's like two methods. I was telling clear. So there's one, if you're like, okay, maybe I'd want kids in the future. They just start and then when you want kids, they'll obviously untie it and yeah, it heals. It's like a quick. double bow. Yeah. And then there's one where you're like, it's like, it's, are you sure you yeah, never want yeah. kids? And then they, yeah. it's like burning I wax. would only ever get the first one. It's yeah. not, it's slightly less good, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because you never know, life throws different things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the doctors were like, even after the tube is, you know, untied, maybe you want kids again, it heals very quickly because the body is just that smart. And it, it if, you look at, if you look at things though, and you look at what women have to go through, especially previously, like I look at my mom, like she had a full hysterectomy after my daughter, my daughter, my sister was born. Yeah. My daughter, so when my sister was born, my mom decided four kids was enough. Yeah. yeah. She more than enough. She just wanted that girl. She went through three oh. boys. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone, everyone after my older brother was meant to have been a girl, but... <laughs> Yeah, pre pre sort of scan days. Yeah, that, you know, yeah sort of scans when my sister was yeah. being, you know, <laughs> around. Well, scans then. Yeah. Um, just a few years, quite a few, you know, quite a few years younger than me. Yeah. But mm. the fact is, she, you know, that was major operation, and I didn't really understand it at the time. You know, eight, nine, or something like that. Mm. But you know, she was. My mum was in hospital for a little while after my sister's born, and you're thinking, you know, your fourth kid. You, it labor's really short, she should be out yeah. in a day or two. But because of her, you know, I think she was in the hospital for over a week after. That's, that's then, yeah, that's, you know, that's and having kids major. and having a hysterectomy is like major, major surgery. Yeah. And here's a thing, you know, compared to like, you know, thinking about it, my dad could just have a vasectomy. Oh, yeah, you, and I mean, a, 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 a full hysterectomy puts you into surgical menopause, which has major yeah. oh, hormonal issue consequences yeah. if you're not, you know, if you're still young, which oh. I'm sure your mum was. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Well, in looking at it now, yeah, she probably was because yeah. I think she had me at 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my older brother at 20, and then my sister would have been probably when she was 30. Which is so young yeah. to go into menopause. At the time, you don't think about it, but yeah, looking back, yeah. she's younger than I am now by quite a bit. Yeah. At least probably nearly 10 years. Yeah, at least yeah. probably 10 years younger than me. And so, no, she, yeah, she's in the early 30s. That, she, and she, without it. that, you don't, you know, you're not. You're mm. not, yeah, you've not pretty. You did surgical menopause, and as for a man, it's you're still everything is, you know. And you drive, you can drive or walk in and walk out. And yeah, you, it's, 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 it's just general anesthetic, isn't it's, it? Yeah, yeah, you really walk yeah, in. Yeah, no, my walk dad out. had it done, he, he thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. And I think all men, like men of a certain age, yeah, he's 70. Get it done. Well, not, yeah, even like before men, like, yeah, yeah. Have, every kids have it done because yeah. the amount of men I know. Yeah, running around with uh, fathering kids when we shouldn't be. Yep. <laughs> Especially in Kenya, like, you know, Matt politicians, oh, yeah, old yeah. politicians, fathering kids around Kenya is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like college girls with kids. Yeah. I know, it's, 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 we laugh, but it's terrible. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, women, you, women can also get their fallopian t- tubes tied. Um, yep. You know, that, that, that is an option as well, which is great because you'll still produce you'll still ovulate so you're still producing your own hormones yeah. um so you know there there and i i know a couple of of um friends and colleagues like kind of like your mom after that like that would have been way better for your mom to just yeah, get her get, wrong, get your tubes tied not complete her hysterectomy mm. yeah exactly now i'm sure technology's come forward since then well that's the thing but yeah. like but even then tying the woman's lotion tubes is a bigger surgery yes yes than a vasectomy I mean, this yes. is what i don't understand it's like <laughs> Yeah. When you're sitting in a relationship and you're like, okay, yeah, I think you should go get your fallopian tubes done. How do you justify it? I don't, I don't yeah. know what to say. So you're like, what about on. you? Yeah. You go and get your, your pastor. But here's the thing, it's like, I mean, like, what, you expect a thousand more kids? Well, I don't understand. It's like, you know, it's just it's the quickest... It's the quickest way. It's like doing the quickest and easiest and less, well, yeah, less, less invasive. I guess yeah. when it when it comes to contraception, I guess it's it's the re-education that you know it's always the 
woman and the squeamish yeah it's like i'm necessarily so men are squeamish like i know i've had arguments with a lot of kenyan and african men on dog castration Mm -hmm. (laughs) they don't even like to castrate dogs oh yeah yeah true they're like oh we should be allowed to go have puppies yeah why there's enough puppies in shelters oh yeah i've had that conversation because of amani and i'm like but he, he, you know, he does. Yes. He's, he's fine. I mean, he's, it was quick. Yeah. It's, it's there's just the history of the patriarchy. I mean, that's the yeah. whole. Oh, yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's very prevalent <laughs> still. In, it's just prevalent everywhere, but it's especially everywhere. Yeah. in Africa. Uh, but that's yeah. so funny. Just like even with a dog, like you shouldn't castrate the dog. You're like, oh it's my like gosh. Should... Oh, yeah. Let my puppies if he wants to. Have puppies, like, oh, but that's the gosh. that's the thing. Vasectomies yeah. are not castration. But yeah, I do not... think. But even with dogs now, we do much the same. We don't yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Used to do with dogs, and when we used to do full castrations, mm. now it's very well, it's, you know, it's, it's so much the same. It's so much easier. Like when we had ours done, like Amani, we picked him up same day, yeah, didn't even girls are so much problematic. You got stitches, I think more with especially with cats and stuff, yeah. you know, you're watching male them. cat, yeah. I've had male cats castrated in my living room. Oh, no. oh, oh yeah. to be fair, I've had females done in the house as well, but the recovery is a lot. It's longer, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. we... I mean, it should be done, to be fair. All female cats get... Yeah. All male cats get... You know, new it's because they will produce. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, with humans, it's not... You know, it's pretty much the same, yeah. yeah like the, if you reach a certain age, you've had your family, even from a financial... Yeah, you're, you're... you're not gonna. Yeah, so once we've had our, uh, I'm, after you... our seventh kid, I'm I'm cutting. Oh I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna secretly send them in. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna drug drug you and get someone to come to the house. And like once, give you the snip. once seven is done, don't worry. No, you wait. You wait until a few months after your first. Leave. I know. I know. Come here. Come here. Book me in. To be fair, if. If we were decided like it's one and done, I'd, I'd be like, yeah, she's in it... she's in labor, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it That's done. That's the thing, if yeah, you yeah. have, like, yeah. you know, with women who have, like, really hard labor, mm. you know, I understand what they've done. And as I said, rather than men saying to the woman, you've got birth control, don't just step up and go, Get yeah. a vasectomy, but say to make it reversible. Yeah, and it's so. also cheaper. Than I, oh, we're about to say, I'm it sure it's really a way cheaper. Way. Did you find yeah. how much it costs actually, just out of interest? Uh, I'll remember because yeah. there's a guy. He listed it. It's, I, I took screenshot, but he did. It was a good educational post, yeah. and he was just talking to fathers, and yeah. he's had his two daughters. He's happy, yeah. you know. Yeah. He was saying how his sex life is still amazing, all that, and it's the what men fear. He's like, yeah, he's It's like the same. It's, it's nothing. It, yeah, nothing changes. Just, yeah. And that's the thing with a modern male vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. changes. I think. And, and I, that's sooner yeah. men realize this. Yeah, because yeah, you're not, and then even if say they're the same price surgery wise, you're not spending a night in bed, so you're not paying for yeah, bed. You're, like you're financially, in yeah, yeah, you're in, you're out. I know men who've almost done it on a lunch break of work. Yeah, you've gone back to working after, like in the evening, yeah. on my computer, maybe from home. Yeah, that's the sort of yeah. He said, level of he, said he took about. a break, drove in, drove out. He was home. I think. Uh, Maybe two days. Well, obviously there's protocols to follow just to heal, but yeah. he was walking, you know, doing his stuff. Just uh, he's a guy. He goes to the gym, not like heavy lifter, but just looks after himself. And he's like the only thing he didn't do was didn't go to the gym, but did his walks. You know, just uh, drank a lot of water, hydration, and then don't yeah. go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. no yeah. legs go do arms no, no, no legs doctors. oh no legs no doctors oh. no 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 yeah no I think my dad went out for lunch after oh, yeah, he, he had his yeah yeah he, he just did, said he had you know blue balls for a while the bruising was quite yeah like thanks dad yeah but I know he shares a lot which was yeah, great he like was, he was like he was this is the best us, thing yeah, ever yeah. after he, he said no I don't need to worry it's great yeah he really was done two days went for lunch came back Rest, you know. The thing is, like, you know, the impact's a lot less, and like, I think but a long term birth control solution that's probably the best one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is, and I think, you know, that's a, a good place for us to end and round up and just like whatever you choose, just as always, make sure it's an informed choice. 
Well, yeah. Like for women, just understand the consequences yeah. of hormonal birth control, understand your options, you know, men understand your options. And, you know, if you're a coach, how important it is, you know, if you coach women or you are a woman, woman <laughs> to understand the cycle and yeah, again, to understand hormonal birth control and the non-hormonal options. Uh, well, I've, I've definitely enjoyed this conversation, so I yeah. hope everyone does as well. And um, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to talk more about vasectomies, chat with Leon and Andy. Yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm booking Leon in after this uh, podcast. After the seventh kid. <laughs> no. after, our, after our basketball Whoa. team and the substitute. I love the way you say get... that. There's there's no money for seven children unless no we chance. start making money from this, this podcast. Is, this is a it's yeah. a big joke. There is no chance for it. <laughs> <laughs> one is sounding really good right now, Max. No, one is. Financially, one, one's enough. It tr- true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get those tubes tightly on. Seven, no chance, man. It's, just, it's always a joke I like to ha, tell ha, clear, so funny. But... <laughs> but, but, like Schooling costs alone in Kenya. We oh, give you my gosh. Oh, yeah. Deduction for siblings. But it's not. It's not enough. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Then off having a sibling at the school. Schooling years insane. Yeah, play anyway. with the cousins and the friend. Oh gosh! All right. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see everyone in the next episode.